Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, After Buzzers? We are back with a whole new season of The Magicians to talk about. That's right. We're talking about season four, episode one, A Flock of Lost Birds. So stick around. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz (laughs) (laughs) See, we got to start on a divisive note. That's what it is. Adrian, I didn't know your face expression would hit that hard. Yeah. I'm feeling this. I don't know about y'all. Welcome back, y'all. I'm feeling it. You're feeling it? <laughs> Absolutely. Shout out to the audio listeners. Absolutely. <laughs> guys, back. we're back for a whole new season. We got some new faces. We got some returning faces. I'm excited. Yes. Y'all are excited. We got to get Ooh. into it. My name is Ty Matthews. Y'all can find me online on all forms of social media at Ty Matthews PMA. To my left, hey. been here since day one. <laughs> Man. So much Taylor Swift. Four like, seasons. We talk about a lot of T Swift uh, here on the Magicians panel. You can find her online at Miss Adrian Snow because it's Miss Adrian Snow. Hello, everyone. Good to see you again. So excited. <laughs> I feel like it's been longer than a year. Right? Feels like it. Man. Yes. Over on the other side of the panel, we got our brand new host on the Magicians panel. I'm so, so excited. First off, you've seen him on AfterBuzz talking about Westworld, talking about Preacher. You can find him online at Dog Black Nate. Nate Miller. Yo, you, you, you did your research. <laughs> I like this. Let's I do this. I'm ready to go. Intros, right? <laughs> so excited. I I was telling you I only just recently like got into this show really yeah. I, I'm a Netflix guy that's how I got hooked of course <laughs> um, but I I love it I love it so no I'm, I'm excited. really excited for this season definitely definitely and two nights left one of my absolute favorite people and hosts in in record time we just met like two weeks ago and it was love at uh, first sight you've seen her on After Buzz talking about everything from Saturday Night Live to South Park all sorts of stuff you can find her online at Steph Sabra at Steph Sabra yes ladies and gentlemen Steph Sabra Ty you couldn't have said it better we did really connect quickly (laughs) on the Titan game it's like I was like I gotta get on this panel because I love this show and I just love Ty she identified as a Margo pretty much right away like first First yes. time we ever spoke. Instant. Yeah. <laughs> you an eye patch. Right? Exactly. I like to think I'm a Margot new Alice hybrid type of deal. Okay, sure. Definitely have a Daria type lean. <laughs> oh, I love yeah. Dar- We both have the monotone voices. Yep, that's my yes. life. People are like, are you just doing a Daria impression? I'm like, no, Daria's <laughs> doing an Adrian impression. That's right. why, like, shout out to to uh, past host uh, Joelle Monique. Yes. When you guys would be on the same side of the panel, just like the the differing energies yes. of you guys. She has so much energy. And they'd be like, yeah! And they come over to me and I'd be like, yeah, so Quentin really pissed me off this episode. (laughs) (laughs) That's, you know. Oh, so good. (laughs) But see, I I feel like I'm I'm right there with you, Nate, because I, I caught up on... On uh, this, pretty recently, like I had missed a, a, the kind of the back half of the last season, so I okay. caught up real quickly. But we're going to talk about all that. We're going to talk about uh, how Alice is kind of the only 
sort of the only one that remembers who she is. We're going to talk about her new friend, her new cellmate. Going to talk about everyone's new identities, all that sort of stuff. Uh, And, of course, this this murderous monster that's that's friends with Elliot slash Brian, not Brian. Friends. Friends. (laughs) Fred. Nigel. Elliot's Nigel, right? I was writing. I think right. Elliot's Brian. No, Brian is Quentin because he had. Oh no! I'm last dumb. year yes. he had the cup, and then Brian, he said Brian. his name. Brian, not Brian. I was wondering who Nigel was. Yeah. Okay, okay, good to know. Good to know. Isaac is Josh. We'll get there. There we go. See, we got it. We got it. So let's start. Let's kick things off with with Alice. With yeah. Alice, okay. kind of under the under the lock and key of the the library, the sort of new world order of the magicians. What do you guys think of of her predicament? I, it's nice to see me and Alice is here to stay. I love me and Alice. It's not quite Nip and Alice. Alice. It's not quite Nip. I said me and Alice, not completely batshit crazy Alice. (laughs) Oh my Um, gosh. Because she was crazy. (laughs) But, you know, it's nice to see her just kind of have an edge and and the bacon reference. I love it because that bacon whole scene was just so much fun uh, from... Was that season two? Season three? I think it might have been season two. Magicians oh, loves its callbacks. Forever. Uh, so it, it's nice to see her kind of um, finding her way. And then, of course, I'm here for St. Nicholas. I love all the origin stories <laughs> of Santa Claus and how it's, it gets super dark the further you go. And I'm also here for him being black. Black Santa. Okay. <laughs> Whatever your name is, white woman who got fired from Good Morning America. <laughs> <laughs> Black Santa. Exactly. I never forgot. <laughs> now we've 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 seen it on the show before where they've sort of like unfolded these references where like you start kind of picking it up as it goes and then it hits you with like, wait, are you Santa Claus? Stuff yes. like that. I wanna know what, what you guys thought of of that whole kind of sequence. Of the Santa Claus yeah, sequence? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. my gosh, I love I loved it. I didn't know who he was gonna be, mm-hmm. but that kick, I feel like Magicians does such a good job of Doing stuff that on the outside is very corny, but somehow they make it cool. Yeah. Yes. So I loved it. Yeah. I mean, on that same note, I was just describing the show to a friend earlier, and I told them that, like, it it's really good because it, there's lots of serious moments, but it also doesn't take itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fantasy nerd. I mm. love reading urban fantasy, and mm. one of the biggest trope in that is explaining uh, common myths or fantasy stuff away with whatever is that you know system of magic. So I I think it's cool. I thought it was a little a little cheesy, a little mm-hmm. on the nose. Um, but I'm also super here for Black Xana. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, the Today Show. My bad. And <laughs> That's what it was. Was it Megan Kelly? There we go. There it is. Yeah, See, I've just... already blinked you out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I'm excited to see what it's. It's interesting that Alice is like in this position where now she kind of has to like save everyone, especially because she's been so up and down in terms of like likability. Mm. And last season she was doing good, and then and then betrayed everyone and mm-hmm. kind of went crazy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. So I'm excited to get some redemption with her. Uh, Yeah, I completely agree. The redemption, because I love how Julia got her way-deserved redemption, because Mm -hmm. she did kind of screw over the crew, but she was dealing with a lot of trauma. Mm -hmm. And Alice, in the same way, has to deal with her trauma, losing her dad, literally slaughtering people for knowledge. So Mm -hmm. I like that she's going to get that this season, I hope. Yeah. Well, they do a really good job of handling uh, 
trauma on the show. Like, I've always kind of been like, I really enjoy the fact that they don't let anything slide on the show. Mm. That people have to kind of face their demons mm. and face trauma. So I think they'll. There's do real right consequences, yeah. which is it's 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 very important to relating to characters on TV because when it feels like the consequences aren't real, yeah, it, you or don't it's really there to support mm. someone else's problems. I always say people do in that, that yeah. same vein of real consequences. Did you guys think that Alice was actually trying to kill herself? No. No, uh-uh. Nah. Okay. She was listening what, to what Nick right. was saying, and so she figured, oh, okay, well, this is probably a way out if I can kill myself. Yeah. And, I w- and then they won't let me die, and so she's savvy enough to figure that out. Exactly. I was wondering exactly how it was going to play out if she was going to, you know, let the, um, was it Zelda that found her? Yeah. Yeah, when, when Zelda got close enough, I, was, I wasn't I was sure if she was just going to just, like, attack her right there or if she was going to kind of let it play out, things like that. I definitely didn't anticipate the, the roach playing into it. Right. Yeah. So where where are we going with the with the roach? Because we we see a lot, we see the roach popping up as a motif throughout the episode. We see Franz Kafka's metamorphosis and mm-hmm. we hear one of the libraries talking about how they found the roach. So it keeps kind of popping up. Where do we see that paying off? Oh, man, I hadn't even thought about it. See, this is why I need to be able to watch this show twice <laughs> before yeah. coming here. I feel you. Um, I'm the same way. Maybe, like, the bunnies. That's what I was thinking. They could be messengers. Oh, interesting. Maybe. Okay. Well, or yeah. him, one. Sure. I had a feeling that they were trying to say something with Kafka's metamorphosis, and then mm. I was like, damn, I really should have read that in high school and they assigned it to me. <laughs> For a long uh, time. Or it's been, like, <laughs> blank amount of years, and I'm not going to tell you how old I am since I've been in high school. <laughs> Uh, but it, it, there is something there, but cockroaches, like the, the ones that, that, the, the hissing cockroaches, the hissing cockroaches, maybe they can communicate with her. I can I don't know. Maybe they can I kind mean, of I think break it's down more... magic or something like that. She got, she literally was given a book called Metamorphosis, which has a cockroach on it. Yeah. Uh-huh. We see that, like, we see the, how locked down the library is, the mm-hmm. paint, the, the, the handcuffs, the mitts. Mm-hmm. But what's walking around and uncontrollably, yeah. with all that power library has, they can't keep the cockroaches out. Yeah. So maybe, call me crazy, she's going to turn into a cockroach and that's how she's going to get out. Right, like, right, it right. Seems, I don't, yeah. It seems kind of like too obvious to be the thing, but also like... Well, she's just got to figure out how to get the paint off the... Well, she could do a, a body transition where she gets the paint off the walls to do magic then... Makes the cockroach look like her, and she looks like the cockroach. And, oh, yeah. interesting. Okay, Steph, what do you think? Metamorphosis. She, yeah, something like that. I think that could be it. But mm. also, they're not. I feel like they're checking Alice's room more seriously than everyone else's. Like, wouldn't they notice paint is coming? I, mean, that's, I was wondering about they that. They didn't notice her killing herself. Yeah, kinda, I mean, if, know, they, yeah. if they're able to, if she's able to activate her magic, then that shouldn't, she's probably able to put up that entire illusion. So if they come by That's and they true. see Cockroach Alice chilling. Cockroach Alice. But she has, <laughs> she has the help yeah, of Santa Claus. Itself. And we know Santa Claus is all about getting into people's houses, you know, sneaking in and out. That is true. He's a master of Plenty that. of people have died trying to go down their own he's, chimney he's not, Santa Claus. Yeah, he's not just about finding nice people. He's also about breaking and entering. Yeah. Okay. 
Never forget. I love that that backstory of his, by the way, not to belabor the point, but the the fact that he's kind of carrying on Diogenes' work. Yeah. Like tying tying these together in, in such an interesting way. That was really smart. That was yeah. really clever. And I really do appreciate that they always go back to uh, Greek mythology because so much of our of our current day myths mm-hmm. come from Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. We forget sometimes that most things were hijacked. And so to to have that kind of play into it that yeah, even the story of Santa Claus probably does have some some type of origin, or definitely does have an origin from a prior religion. So mm. I appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. Now, guys, before we move on to our next topic, we just wanted to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. But for us to continue to grow, we could use your help. Now, if you're on YouTube right now, hit that thumbs up button and subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, you know the deal. Give us a five-star rating. But no matter where you are, leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation. Being a part of AfterBuzz has meant so much to all of us, and we truly appreciate you supporting us in doing what we love. So don't forget to tell your friends and keep on enjoying our shows. Yes, please. Uh, we also have a great question from the chat. Yes. Uh, Mason Blick says, Zelda, Zelda gave her that book. Is she a rebel? No. I didn't even think oh, about man. that. I can't Not imagine. At all. <laughs> Not I, at all. I, look, all I'm saying is they did a lot of work in like so fleshing her character out last season. Yeah. Sure. And like I don't feel like she is that maliciously evil. I feel like she thinks she's doing the right thing. And I think... If we find out that they're like she, I don't think she's the end all be all power of the library. No, and so that it's stands the to reason that there's right that there's people above her, and I mm-hmm. think she might be able to be swayed. Interesting. To, no, I, I disagree. With okay. that. <laughs> Only because I think I'm she's, a, I'm, she's a true believer. Yeah, in the order. She, um, like she's I not going to sway. That. But I, I do think mm-hmm. I think. I don't think that that necessarily precludes us from seeing a rebellion near the end of the season. True, but what I also think there was something that um, oh, why am I blanking? The god, the god Ember. 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 There's something that Ember said quite casually to Janet Margot, where he was like, "You know, gods might be messing with stuff in Fillory," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh crap! As, what if right. gods are kind of just toying with the order, or the order is an order of?" Um, Malevolent? Malevolent? Oh, there you go. (laughs) Can't speak right now. Malevolent, whatever, I can't say that word. Gods that have come down to kind of just toy and mess with Earth. Because there was that kind of fear that that was happening uh, last season. And then it didn't come to fruition because we ended up getting weird, scary home dude that's, you know, taking over. Right, 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 right. Now you mentioned that that sort of that energetic emanation, as he calls it, yeah. that was triggered by by any number of kind of calamities or disasters. So let's talk about how he sort of is visiting Margot slash Janet mm-hmm. and how that kind of plays into everything. I like I do like that they tied in Janet. Uh, for our viewers that are avid readers of the books, Margot was named Janet in the books, obviously. Uh, we avoided that in the show because there were a whole lot of J names with Julia and yes. all that stuff. So nice little Easter egg for, uh, for longtime fans. But what, what do we think about, about, I guess, the kind of the gang's new identities in general and kind of Katie's... Uh, new life as a cop and how she keeps kind of uncovering things like this. I love that, Kate. Because at first I thought she, they were going to put her back where she was um, in season one, I mm-hmm. believe, when mm-hmm. she got kicked out or when she left the school. Um, but then to see that kind of redemption in her being... Because she hasn't really been the one to take control ever. Mm-hmm. And so I like that she's going to be the one solving problems first. Yeah. Yeah, Nate, what'd you think? Um, It was... 
it was really tropey. Um, sure. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. I liked, I, I think it was really well done. Um, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of ready for, for them to be them. Now here's a question mm-hmm. though. Do you think it was tropey by design? Yes, okay. I do. Okay. I do. And I think it was very well executed, especially yeah. with the comic book. And also, and I said this earlier, like, I'm just really excited to see magic again. Like right. there, there was magic in season three, but not, not yeah. like we've already seen. There was a lot of magic in this episode. Sure. Even when he just, when he did the, the spell just to like get a peek at the window. And like, yeah. I was like, Whoa! <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Um, that's a long time without magic. That's true. And, and, and then, it's a credit to the writing. It's a really great job of bringing everyone together after just splitting everybody up. And also the way they worked Marina in there, I thought was really cool. Yeah. Especially after like her and like them not knowing her and being like, yeah, I'm the, I'm the good white witch. Yeah. That's but exactly this, right. Yeah. <laughs> this is an alternate universe Marina, right? Cause Marina, our Marina's dead, dead. Well, that's why that's I was just going to ask Marina. another question. That's and the so one what, from, it's Marina 23, right? Yeah. That's the Marina they brought back with them. And so what about Penny? Is that, Penny two or no? That's I'm... Penny. This is Penny twenty three. That's Penny twenty three. Yeah, because Penny forty is still in the underworld. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh and we didn't see brain. anything of him, right? right? Right. So I'm. That's what I was wondering about the cockroach. Maybe. Maybe. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> it could be. Dang, we, I gotta go back and watch. The whole season. <laughs> I'm so okay with two uh, pennies because right? my brain was like all over the place. I. I liked the fact that they were tropey, tropey, mm-hmm. and I liked uh, they were acknowledging just like dumb crap about what these alternates like hit bone. Like that's the name of the magazine. Oh, the magazine that, I was that like, oh, that's Janet hilarious works at. because of course it's a fashion magazine, and you know hit bones were a style at one point. Uh-huh. Um, well, especially in learning that it's it was fo- like Foggy that did it. Yes, and that you understand th- that then, there was right, love behind right, it. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Then all the references start to make more sense, mm-hmm. and then it's it it. It all it all makes sense. Yeah, and there was a reason. You also get that he's kind of just being an asshole about it because <laughs> he's like, well, I think Penny would probably hate being like some DJ Hansel, DJ, DJ like who's like all about love and. Yeah. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that is so that true. Penny. And he's like, and you know, where else? Katie would be safe if she was a cop because then she could still be her rough, like kind of tumble self, and but she's not going to get in trouble. And then the sad, oh, that moment where he was like, the reason why he brought Kimber back or slash Julia back was because yeah, he wanted so he to protect guilty. her because he felt guilty about From last time. I was time like, yeah. oh. Right. But she got so much stronger because yeah. uh, because she went through that trauma. As much as it was horrible to see and, and horrible for her to experience, without that, she she probably wouldn't have reached her full potential in terms of really understanding the full magnitude of of her level of magic. Right. Yeah, I mean, we even kind of see that exemplified in the other, you know, the little glimpses into the other timelines that we see. Yeah. She doesn't reach anywhere near like she does this time. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that speaks to one of the, one of the philosoph- philosophical questions that kind of keeps popping up in the show mm-hmm. is people go through these awful things. Would you take those things away if it means it didn't make you who you are? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, is it is it worth getting to where you are and, and having been a survivor? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, versus just kind of if you could go back and just erase mm-hmm. all that. Especially in a world where you actually can do that. Right, right. Yeah. But yeah. I think they even take it a step further because in last season, she always said, they never said um, she's glad it happened because mm-hmm. I don't think, I think it can be so deep and dimensional where it's mm-hmm. not that you're glad it happened, it's now what are you going to do with it? Yeah. And it's, 
you can't be consistently ruining your life because some monster came in. You have to take some control if you can't. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. She she made the decision to go from from victim to survivor yeah. and and kind of take everything that came along with that. Um we I love the 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 little reference that the comic book is written by James Tiberius R. Martin. Yes, it's George wait wait, what? What okay. I was trying to figure it out, and then I couldn't. So, so James Tiberius is uh, James T. Kirk, Captain Kirk. Oh, I was like, Tiberius. I know <laughs> yeah. that name. James Tiberius Why Kirk. do I know it? My dad's a Trekkie, not me. I'm the Whovian. <laughs> uh, okay. Got it. That's what it is. But then R. Martin is clearly George Of course. R. Martin. Of okay. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so, but I, I love that some of these personalities are kind of similar. Janet is basically just Margot, just in a different line yeah. of work. Whereas, yeah, like we said, DJ Hansel is kind of the polar opposite yes. of what we know as Penny. Or actually, it is more like Penny 23. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah, it is a little bit more like Penny 23. He wasn't really or, like the dick that Penny 40 but was. Also, Penny, the Penny we've known for most of the seasons, he did when he, he died and no one, or when he was Astro, he was gone. When people weren't really mourning him, he wanted that. Yeah. That's true. So it makes sense that he was in a position where people really loved him and were like praising him almost. Yeah. It was one of those things where he kind of realized it too early. Like, yeah. oh no, this is what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Why is nobody crying? Yeah. Because you were a jerk right. for like <laughs> a long time. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that's also kind of a different side of of trauma because when you hear Penny's backstory which we don't know much but we do know that like for most of his life he was tormented by the beast and like being able to hear Mm -hmm. the beast and that kind of closed him off to people Mm -hmm. and so it kind of shows just like how people treat coming out of any type of traumatic events like some people will will kind of (sighs) I don't know if this is appropriate to say like rise to the occasion in terms of like they are able to overcome it without completely losing themselves and some people just build walls to protect themselves from mm. ever, ever happening again. So, interesting right. thought. Right, 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 right. Um, so while we're on the topic of of kind of the the crew and sort of these these personalities, let's talk about, let's kind of jump forward to the end of the episode. We'll jump back a little bit. We'll skip around all that good stuff. But let's talk about where we end with with Margot being woken up in, in Fillory. Mm. Where do we think we're, we're going with that? Damn, Couldn't he have put her like in the castle or something? <laughs> no, because it's Ember. It's not even Ember. It's like an idea of Ember. It's and like a. It's an echo. Of it's Ember. like an echo a, yeah. of Ember. It's a voice message. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he was a jerk in real life, and he was like, "Oh, there's something. You have a little patch on your face. Let me just snatch that off and traumatize you." Oh, <laughs> like that's Ember. That's just uh, he doesn't get the full story, and he acts too quickly. Mm. Even when he's not really there. Right, right. So wh- what do you guys think about the journey that she's going to go on? Who do you think might might recognize her first? Anything Fen. like that? People who shouldn't. Yeah? She does not want to recognize her first. <laughs> Fen will be there, right? Yeah, she's she's ruling in the interim, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a rumor that she wasn't really going to come back this season. Oh, what? I was counting on her to be like a big help here. For what it's worth, for what it's worth, she took over the magician's Instagram account. Yeah, I was going to say that today. So I think she'll be around. Somebody said that to me and I was like, what? (laughs) Okay, I was wrong. But you never know. Who knows? Good. Well, then yeah, it should be her. But I don't think Fillory is the way they left it uh, in terms of... Well, what do you... Oh, the way that... Yeah. Which of the issues do you think triggered the... The message. So oh, he, he interesting. Said, That's a good point. I think it was the one where he mentioned the gods, the one, the, the one that he was super casual about, just kind of glazing over it. Right. And then you think also, it's that? I think it's that. 
And and just oh crap, the fact that for according to them, the book was written fourteen years ago. Mm. The comic book. The comic book. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if maybe they've done another a whole like a whole another time loop. Mm. Okay. So technically, it has actually been fourteen years. I think maybe. you're looking too deep into I that. I could be wrong, but in terms of the amount of time, and, and time does move differently in Fillory. So even if it's been just a few oh, weeks, well, yeah. Regardless, time it it's be, gonna time has sure. Yeah. It could be a lot longer that they've been gone uh, from Fillory. My question is why now and not when they were at war last season? Right. <laughs> well, because now Ember's not there to protect it. Mm. He wasn't there last season, oh, that's, yeah, but okay. he was still a threat. You know what I mean? No. And, well, no, because he, he was, was still... dead last season. No. Yeah, Ember was. He, he died, died in last... season two. Oh, my God, my brain. Right? So he <laughs> no. was dead in season three. Oh, because he went to hiding. Gone. And then they had the king. Right? Well, there's that. And then they went into war. So, okay. So then if his... Because the magic was gone. That's yeah, why. Yeah, magic was gone. The... I got you guys. And then there, what was the other thing? Wait, wait, wait. There's something I was going to say. If it wasn't Ember's death, then if it wasn't magic being gone... Mm. Hmm. Wait, is I it? Think it's... Is it the fact that this new kind of thing that's taken over Elliot's body is in kind of the Earth realm? But it... I gotta go back and watch all this. I right thought now. about that too, uh-huh. yeah. except for when we—I mean, just to jump ahead a little bit—when we see them, like it, it, we saw them at the end of season three in that little teaser, right? Mm-hmm. And that's we obviously time has passed since then, right? Because Brian, not Brian, is he? knows that he's going to kill the guy and even though yeah. he's like scared like right. obviously he's seen him kill a few guys yeah. and apparently they're chasing down somebody else too mm-hmm. which yeah. is another one of someone his in Greece yeah. Friends, yeah which I, we haven't met yet I think it's I think it comes down to there there is actually no one really protecting Villary because mm-hmm. even when Ember was gone you had uh hiking Margot and hiking Elliot and then at one point Julia was there, so there was always some type of godlike persona coming around. Okay. And now it, there's no one. There's okay. no one with any. There's no magicians, as far as I can tell, in Fillory, because Finn can't do magic. Mm-hmm. So I think that might be one of the reasons why it's, it's accessible. And then also, maybe maybe they didn't get their hands on Quentin, and that, that was kind of a thing. There was a threat to Quentin being. Like God's coming after him directly, not just mm-hmm. them turning off magic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm lot. sure there's a lot upon it, but a lot yeah. has happened so much that my brain is confused. Now, I think to your to your point, Nate, you mentioned the fact that some some time had passed since. Um, I can't I, I can't remember the the name of the of the thing that's that's in Elliot's body right now. I think it's love. Is it just love? That's what they were calling, Are we calling it. Let's call it that. Or it. Right. I love? think it's like, I mean... They called him love? I, th- I think we should go with Evil Elliot, I think is just that's, what we should... That might be easiest. I think Nigel is an evil enough name. So I think that's true. <laughs> that's true. I think the the fact that, that Quentin is so kind of like... He's so kind of deadened to the, to the murder at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he tries to get Elliot to stop, but when it finally happens, he's just kind of resigned to it, right. and he's already covered in, in blood. blood yeah. uh, what did you guys think of that? Steph, what did you think of, of that kind of whole thing? Oh my gosh, it was so creepy. <laughs> but Elliot is such a good, I mean, he's the perfect one to play this right. character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm actually terrified. 
And I love the pairing of him and Quentin. I think that goes really well together mm-hmm. just because everyone else would have been like, what the heck? But Quentin is true Quentin. He'll always kind of, I think inside he's just curious. He wants to try to figure something out. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to die. Hale, <laughs> Hale Appleman is, is so good at playing that sort of like, it's it's empty behind the eyes, but there's this kind of this this childlike sort Demonic, of mischievousness. Yeah, menace. yeah. Um, I think what you said about about Elliot and Quentin kind of being at odds reminds me of the fact that um, Julia's kind of alternate self, Kimber D'Antoni, we see her discover break bills in like a perfect one to one mirroring of season one with Todd, right? With Todd trying to be Elliot, Todd as not Elliot. I love that. Todd's always the person where you're like, you'll, he's really great comic relief, but you're like, this is why you're not one of them. (laughs) This is why you're Todd, yeah. But that that reminded me of, because when that scene originally happened, it was Elliot and Quentin. And I think that that dichotomy is is played to such great effect in the show. Mm -hmm. Quentin's just sort of like helplessness and just sort of bewilderment at everything that's happening around him. And the fact that Elliot can just take everything in stride. But I also, like, it, it, I mean, that also puts him in a great position for us to see how much he's changed because I feel like that was the whole, his whole plot point last season was him going through this growth and trying to get it from this journey okay. and realizing that it has to come from within. Mm-hmm. So if, I, to be honest, I'm going to be really upset if he, if it continues with him mm-hmm. throughout the whole season with him still being pouty Quentin, like, it's time to, like, do something. Right. And I think him being paired with Elliot will help that certainly right. because they spent a lifetime together. Like so they're oh, that was one think, of my favorite parts. I think that's kind of a, a part of why even the monster that's Has inhabiting that Elliot initially. You know, there there's already that pull that they've they've had children together and like you know, died together. And so <laughs> they're and they didn't remember that until what the right. second to last episode that, that oh yeah we had a whole life together so yeah. I, I really hope that they they don't they don't leave that part behind just because Elliot's been possessed by Nigel um, and right. I, hope, I hope that they we well we we got I feel like we got a little bit of a taste of that at the end of season three when we saw the version of Quentin that was the Beast in in the twenty third timeline mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I think. It it was so kind of jarring seeing that side of him, you know, when we're so used to the Quentin that we've always seen. So are you thinking that Quentin, there's a part of Quentin that maybe enjoys, as Brian, Brian Quentin, enjoys the slaughter? I don't know that he, I don't know that he would enjoy it, but like, that could play a part in why he's so kind of unaffected by it at this Mm -hmm. point. Because we don't know if that was just the second person that that Nigel killed. killed Do you think? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! It's been a minute. Uh-huh. I, wanna... I think since the end of season three. Yeah, because it seemed like he found him like right away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah. The chat keeps bringing up that they think it has to do with old gods because even in the yeah. preview it said the old gods thing. So I think there'll be a difference between what we're right. I do think it's because the old gods were the ones who turned off magic exactly, and now they have. Okay, there we go. I got it. It's back now, <laughs> and now they have magic. Mm-hmm. So they they've basically undermined everything the gods had done to punish them for killing a child of the, of the gods, right. which is Ember. Mm-hmm. And so that would make sense that they would come into Fillory and infiltrate Fillory, and then because Fillory uh, is kind of have like the closest access to Earth, 
So you come there. I don't there, even think it's that. People. I don't think it's that. I think it's because no. I think it's because idea. the end of the. It's not true. Well, we just found out that the end of the what do they call it? The castle. That, White Spire? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's on. It's literally on Fillory. So there's yeah. got to be even more significance to Fillory than just... Yeah, I'm not saying that there's a more significance. I'm just saying that if they're attacking... There's a reason why they're attacking Fillory before they come to Earth. So they can get so to So they Earth. need something. Either they need to get to Earth from Fillory, or they need something from Fillory before they come to Earth. That's all I'm saying. I see. We haven't seen any guns on Earth yet, so... That we know of. That we know That's true. Yeah. That's a good well, point. Well, no. Have we? Wasn't because uh, Umber did Umber did Umber, Umber they're young gods. Oh, that's right. Those are not old they're the gods. children of, of the that's old gods. True. Very true. So the only god, old god we've seen is when Persephone came to to get uh, her child. Mm. What's his name? Renard. Oh, yeah, Renard. And that's the only. And she's not even technically a god as mm. much as she's like the stolen wife of a god, but. See, we're probably getting deep enough, in their mythology but, here, y'all. But also, probably not an old god. No, Hades is her husband. He's an old god. Well, oh, well, he's not a titan. Right, and that's what I mean is so, we don't... But that's the difference. Are we talking about titans or are we right. talking about old gods? Because oh, yeah. Ember is not... Or are we talking yeah. like Cthulhu... That's what off. I always think like, of when I think about old. They're guys. trying to go dark. Lovecraft. Like if you're talking about locking things, right? And, and, and but also with Titans this show, as old as you get they do their research. Mm. Yeah, that's what I love about this show. They do. They bring every part of magical realms, yeah. but into one in a comprehensive way. Usually, except for when the season starts, I'm always like, "Wait, what the heck? Right. Who was here?" <laughs> So did we touch on on Marina's kind of end game and and why she's sort of like How why she's she in the not, picture? Oh wait, she will know who they are if she sees their faces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's what happened at the end. She, I think that's when she, she was kind of looking through the. I think she did. She almost got it, but then it blew. It was kind of. So she. But she went like. <gasps> yeah, but I think like she like saw something. Maybe, maybe she almost. Saw I think Marvel. she figured it out. We'll find out. Because otherwise, I think you're. I, th- I think you're right. I think yeah. she almost did, and then yeah. it did that whole stir of echoes thing yeah. where faces aren't actually there. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, but I think to to jump forward a little bit, mm-hmm. I think that's why Dean is like, "Hey, knock it off, <laughs> leave them alone." Exactly, exactly. Um, but wasn't there a Dean in twenty three as well? No, the one that ended up being kind of like a drug addict, or no, he- this. I mean, they're they're I'm all getting drug my addicts. Deans, I'm getting but my no, deans yes. confused. The one when they travel, the one that was like a sloppy drug. Yeah, addict. that was like really was that not. 23? That was twenty three. Yeah. No, that was from forty, wasn't it? That was from this the timeline that we're following that we were originally following, right? No, this was a dean who no. wasn't even a dean. He had like a he had like, oh the jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was twenty three. If anyone in the chat knows, gosh. Call, call us out, yo. <laughs> when you start getting into multiverse, it gets really hard, you guys. <laughs> right. You need a graph. String theory? Yeah, exactly. You need a graph. <laughs> Luckily, it's not fringe or anything Right? Like oh, my God. It's Slash. I'm like, okay, which Barry am I talking to right now? Right. Um, exactly. But, yeah. Um, so, she might... I, I would think that Marina might know, even from the sound of Dean's voice, mm. he might be tight. We'll see. Sure, sure. Interesting. Yeah. There's a whole lot, a whole lot to get through. I think, I feel like we, we covered all of it. Uh, do you guys have anything to, to add on before we get into these, these predictions? I'm just really pissed that our favorite magicians are in this position. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad it's happening because obviously they found such a 
ingenious way to keep the storyline going without it being boring or redundant. Mm. But it pisses me off. I'm like, they saved magic. Yeah. And you guys are going to do this. Like, they stole it from them after they saved it. And then... (laughs) See? They basically (laughs) took something that was free for everyone to enjoy and republished. Well, but I feel like you're not telling the whole story because they're. Why did it get taken away in the first place? Okay, it was, it was their because fault. of them, right? But and you know, so actually, no. It wasn't I'm not even saying they did the right thing. Fault. I'm just saying it was Quentin's fault because he stabbed Ember. They all, but, but they, that all was cons- they all conspired. <laughs> they all conspired in that premeditated murder. See, of See, if Alice hadn't destroyed the keys. Okay, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and blame my magicians. All I'm going to say is maybe don't republicanize magic. Maybe let it be free. There's a whole lot of allegory in the magicians. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of regulation. Oh, my God, the conservative. You can't allow these people to hurt themselves. (laughs) So my favorite line. Oh, I love it. I'm just playing devil's advocate. See, we got to get this. This is what the panel's been missing. You're like, let me be on the record. Yeah, for the record. <laughs> You're like, wait a second. No, but real, just real. in theory. Be... Everybody should have their automatic magic <laughs> as they would like. I like that. I like that. Guys, before we wrap up, uh, let's get into some predictions. Wait, no. My favorite. Well, let's go. Now, after Buzz TV, Long on this time. This is a lot yeah, of theremin. Yeah. Okay, now go. Oh, my favorite lines were the wigs and fetish underwear, and then color correction is so bad it's racist. That's all I wanted to <laughs> that was say. good. Oh yeah, those are good lines. I, it's all lines. in the and details. They were all right, Margo or when focused. when when Nick was talking about the uh, all the weird sex stuff that you hear about the elves. It's that's partially only partially true. true. <laughs> I was like, mm, what's happening in North Pole? Did what? any? I love the uh, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy's are sprinkles. I love that. <laughs> The eternal fight. It's oh, already dead. The hand off of the ice cream, and he just like eats it a little bit. He's <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Still love you, Steph. Did any lines jump out at you? No, the Marg. Anything with the Margo. Of course. Yeah, I of love course. Margo. Okay. So pr- predictions wise, let, let's start with Steph and, and then come around back. Oh, yeah. no. Where Where do you think we're we're going? Um, in the I, short term or the long term? Okay, I'm going to go short term because okay. I have no idea where the season is going, which <laughs> right. excites me. I think we're going to get more Alice and figure out a little bit more what her plan is. And I would love to see, I don't know, Zelda's becoming a Professor Umbridge type to me. But mm-hmm. I, I do hope that like the empathy she showed towards her daughter can kind of be displayed through Alice. She still did let her daughter like get slaughtered. So. I, I think she about, feels guilty. I forgot all about her daughter. Yeah. Wow. That was a great twist. Man. I had to bring it up. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to echo that. I think there's a lot more to Zelda this season. Um, I think that'll be interesting to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really excited. I, I love this whole like alternate universe like retelling the same story in a different way mm-hmm. thing. Um, so seeing Break Bills and, and how they're operating now, I like that. I like to see more of like how the Dean is operating around this like supply limit and he clearly is not happy with it himself too. Um, So I think that's going to be really interesting. And yeah, I'm just excited to see more magic is right. We've got a lot and it looks like it's going to, you know, just kind of ramp up from there. Mm. Sure. Adrian, what do you think? 
I'm really curious to see what, what the order is about. Anytime there's any type of group that's called the order, I'm like, that's not good. Not good. Yeah, uh, I don't care very how well-dressed they are in their classy 50s gear. They're up to no good. Um, so I'm curious about that. And then I, I always love anything they do with the, the Greek mythology or just any mythology that they decide to, to, to bring into the universe. So having, I think Santa, I don't know. I'm curious to see if they're going to make him like, like good, like or quote unquote good commercialized mm. Saint Nick or bad Saint Nick who would also, if you were bad, steal you from your home and eat you. Right, you never know. So he could go dark. I would really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is locked up. He did do something. That day it does bad things to you. I mean, but it doesn't take much. Like they're just knowledge hordes. Mm. He he basically said that he was like framed, right? That they basically locked him up just for just for trying to perfect the Diogenes spell. Yeah, because they they don't like when people like the they don't basically they don't like when people touch their books because he went to the poison room. Oh, that's right, the poison room. There you Nas go. in the chat has a good predi- prediction. He says that Alice is going to bring back her universal theory of magic to destroy the siphon and give magic back to everyone without it being rationed or controlled. That'd be cool. I dig that. That's yeah. that thinking big picture. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Definitely. I realized I didn't actually say a prediction, but I said predictions throughout the entire <laughs> You episode. got it. You got yeah, it. Made a lot. I'm having yeah. trouble thinking of some myself. I think if I'm going to go with anything, I think I think Zelda might be, aside from, from Nigel, uh, we'll call him, I think uh, Zelda is going to be the force that kind of they keep running against and running into. I don't think, if, if we do see a good side, I don't think it's going to be till way, way, way late in the season. Mm. So, who knows? We'll see. But, guys, thank you so, so much for joining us. Uh, we'll be right back here. Same time, same channel. Talking episode two. But starting with Steph. Guys, where can they find you? You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Steph Sabra. Uh, guys, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at DogLikeNate. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. As always, you can find me on all forms of social media at Ty Matthews PMA, as well as Thursday nights on the Titan Games After Show. Uh, but until next week, we'll be talking about episode two. Same time, same channel, same place. Y'all know what it is. Until then, peace. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later.